Welcome, 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 my friends. It's great to be with you again. As this show, I'll check on what's been happening around the world this week, and we're just going to have a free-for-all today, I think. Uh, stay with us for Burden on Society, a show for those who wonder why the spectacle at the top of our people pyramid just can't use common sense for making decisions. Welcome to the show that will not be shut up. No, not going to happen. And we'll only tell you the truth as we see it, of course. <laughs> Nothing like that. No lies on this front. We will talk about the most common sense answers to humanity's problems. The answers you seem to see, I see, but those making the decisions don't see. Or do they? <laughs> I'm your host, Brian Burden, and welcome to Burden on Society. Well, I decided to kind of have a little free-for-all here. It's Saturday now. Man, we're getting towards the end of May. It's starting to warm up outside off and on. Had some snow last night, a few flurries here and there. Nothing major here in Indiana, but things were uh, starting to warm up. We're going to be back in the 70s in a few days. So you can see how spring is starting to peak. Next thing you know, it'll be 90 degrees every day, and I will hate it for that whole two weeks during the summer <laughs> that Indiana gets to 90, it seems like. Uh, so... It's been crazy, a chaotic week filled with all kinds of information that's been going around. Uh, you know, I, I was starting to think I've been kind of focusing mainly on the points, wanted to know that I know what's going on, really wasn't having any fun and uh, about what we were talking about. And those of you who know me know I like to joke about just about everything. So this one here, I don't know where we're going. I got a few notes here I want to talk about, but... I might go for an hour, I might go for 10 minutes, who knows, we'll see how it goes, but we'll start talking about some different things. First off was uh, last night's game, those of you who may be Purdue fans, hey, I'm excited for uh, St. Is it St. Peter's, I think it was, but Purdue just looked slow, sloppy, and just let St. Peter's kind of do whatever they wanted. There goes your Final Four team, what a great team it was, and boy was I disappointed. I ate an entire box of chocolate chip cookies though as I was doing it. So as you know, this body was built on chocolate chip cookies. And uh, last night, I pretty much had an entire container from Payless. And that's no plug there. It just happened to be where I got it. So uh, <laughs> last night's uh, kind of uh, got me focused now on the Cubs. Okay, so maybe this is the year again. Well, we'll see what happens. They're rebuilding. It's kind of exciting to see some of that too. Um, but what annoys me is every game is always blacked out. So I, I'm not going to drive up there. I haven't been to a game in 20 years and probably because first off, it's too expensive uh, to, and to drive up there is pretty hard. Yet here we are three hours away and we can't even get a ball game on the TV because it's always blacked out and I can't get marquee. So, cause I'm just like the rest of you, I'm streaming right now. I'm not doing anything else. We got rid of our direct TV. We pretty much stream everything that we have right now. And my main focus, obviously, is because of what I'm starting to do with the podcast is focusing on news all the time. So I'm catching a game here and there. Uh, unfortunately, I thought I'd watch every Purdue game this year, uh, basketball-wise, and I didn't see any of them hardly. I probably saw maybe half a dozen solidly. And then these games in the tournament I saw pretty much. But uh, other than that, yeah, 
Now it's time to focus on baseball. They're finally getting ready to start playing. And as you know, especially if you knew me in the Marine Corps in my early days, softball, baseball was my love. Football was kind of second. And then uh, every other sport, it didn't matter. I would still play them. And I just had enjoyed having fun doing all those kinds of things when I was younger. But things change. I got hurt. Life changed. Still was able to do a lot of the things I wanted to do. And now as I'm getting older, those things are starting to change also. And all I have left is this voice, which I don't know if it's uh, any good, but it is a town crier for those of us out there who want to have our voices heard. Send me some information if you want some uh, to get something on the air, and we'll see what we can do about that. But what a crazy, chaotic-filled week we have seen so far. Uh, my question is, what are we doing? Where are we going with all of these happenings? I, you know, we've got a war going on. We've got the Chinese doing different things, uh, starting to work in the Solomon Islands with people there and doing some kind of treaty, which is really close to Australia. We have to worry about that. Uh, the president has basically been just an observer, really, for most of what has been happening in Europe and Ukraine. They say, they, oh, we got people together and we've done all this. But to be truthfully honest with you, uh, Macron seems to have been doing a little bit more than uh, our president has been. And even the president's own statements seem to always say that he is watching. Have, have you heard him say that? Well, I was, I've been a viewer from the outside. I'm not sure what's going on. He says that all the time. Um, and he always kind of pushes it to the idea that, that it's a group think. Well, that's great, but you are the free leader of the world, so to speak. So can he speak clearly for once when the world needs it? And uh, a lot of times he can't. Uh, so the answer is no, right? Uh, witness what he said just this week. Here's some of the notes. Um, the White House had, was forced to clarify on Friday that American troops would not be going into Ukraine. Why? Because he was out there speaking to some of the troops and he kind of made it sound like we were going to put troops in there. So uh, President Biden be became confused when he spoke to paratroopers in Poland. You're going to see when you're there, some of you have been there. That's what his quote was. You're going to see when you're there. OK, Biden said this in a speech. It was, I think, at the 82nd Airborne he was talking to. Uh, and he's the mention of when you're there. Of course, the media jumps on this kind of stuff, and even the mainstream media jumped on this. Uh, it seemed to suggest that troops might be going in, but the administration insisted there has been no change in the stance. Uh, I can see this. It was just a little misstep. It, it, look, it, I'm going to go through this thing, and you're going to find 52 missteps. Words I said I shouldn't have said. You can, okay, he said this, and he said that, and I really didn't mean this and that. I just didn't realize I said it that way. The president does the same thing. It's just we know cognitively he's way above and beyond uh, a small misstep like this. And I think this was a small misstep. He still kind of stammered along and he sounds like he's he's barely there. And uh, let me tell you, it's it's no joke. My voice is a lot deeper than his, but <laughs> but they insisted there was no change in the stance. Uh, and I don't think there has been. We don't plan on putting any troops in there. Uh, I've got to admit, I just think it was a mistake. And now you see how the right tries to run with the mistakes also. You see that? So Fox News was talking about it. Now, none of them were really putting him at, at grounds that it did. They just were making light of the fact that he said something again that was off key and it wasn't right and incorrect. Uh, they weren't stating he was putting troops in there, more or less, to say, but they tried to run with it. You can see that, right? So Fox News was trying to run with it, just like the mainstream media tries to run with things. And the mainstream media 
That would be your NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN. Those folks did mention it, but they they just kind of poo-pooed it, kind of like I did. But I kind of see that point, at least with this one. Uh, this president has been clear. Uh, we are not sending U.S. troops to Ukraine, and there is no change in that position. And that's what a White House spokesman said. All right. So Biden has persistently said the troops aren't going in. I think we're pretty much on that. Uh, I and most of us fear it would turn into what? Yes, World War III if we did something like that. Very strong possibility. All right, so that was that was just Friday, one of the things he said. Thursday, he told us, uh, basically, uh, let's see here. Thursday, he told us, uh, and this was in my last podcast I told you about this, right? If you remember, I talked about food problems. Well, Thursday, he finally came out and said that. Food problems are ahead of us and the rest of the world, is what he said. Shortages will be common. Significant food shortages, including America, will happen, he said. And again, I warned you about this. I've been talking about it for a while, but it was specifically my entire podcast on Tuesday was uh, right for this with the food shortage potential that was coming. Food and inflation problems will strangle us in the next year. There's no doubt about that. Be prepared. Have yourself ready to go. So yesterday was the misstep about the paratroopers. Uh, the day before, he told us we were going to have starve. Well, we were going to have problems with food. On Wednesday, uh, again, he threw out this idea of the good people in Charlottesville. The tape clearly shows that the president did not say what they infused that he did say. He clearly stated something, and in the next sentence, clearly stated what he was talking about. Yet they have used this and used this and used this, which makes me think how many of you out there still believe this good people fiasco from Charlottesville six, seven years ago, right? That never happened, all right? So it's been a while, but they keep using it. He used it many times during the campaign, and no one asked him about it. He got it out there, kind of got it in the news a little bit that it may not be true. So then they quieted down. Then right as they, they got towards the election itself, out it came again. So uh, is, is this really how politics works? We just keep lying till I, I guess it is. I know and the more I watch, the more I believe it. Um, uh, let's see some of the other things. He lies that he never said that sanctions he first put out were not meant to deter Putin. He said that a couple times this week. Yet the videotape clearly shows that his administration said that exact thing. So, do you believe your lying eyes, or do you believe what he's trying to tell you now? Uh, the administration warns us that North Korea has more launching to do. Oh, that, isn't that great that they're telling us that this week? Uh, they warn us that Putin could strike NATO. <laughs> okay, how about or use chemical weapons or nukes? Trying to scare us, gen us up. They warn us the deal. China has with the Solomon Islands is not good. Obviously not good for Australia, not good for anybody in the Southern Pacific there if China is nosing its way all the way down to the Solomon Islands and working with the people down there. They say China might attack Taiwan. They say they are close to a deal with Iran that was brokered with Russia and China as the brokers. What are we talking about? Reports say the president and the vice president basically hate each other. What are we doing? These are just all things that happened this week. We're not even getting into the crazy stuff that's happened in the last year between Afghanistan, inflation, and all the other things that are going on. You know, so these were all just things that happened this week, and it makes you really think that they're, they're confused. 
Okay, they're, they're lost. They're not sure how to get through things. But I also believe they know that they're using this for a reason. There's a reason you're paying gas the way you are, and they seem to not even care, right? They're not even focused on it. Don't even ask them questions about it. Not their fault. Gas, it's the big company's faults, right? Okay. Inflation wasn't their fault. It's Biden. It's uh, Putin's fault, right? You notice they don't seem to care. Why do they not care? Because they're wanting to change our entire system, and this is one way to do it. The problem is, is they're going about it wrong, and it's going to hurt our country even more than they think it's going to hurt. They think we'll just go through a year or two of problems, maybe six months, and then everybody will get back and think that it's a great utopia, start buying electric cars and doing all the great things, own their house but not really own it because the government owns it, digital dollar, all these great things. And they think you'll love that. And there's probably some aspects of it that aren't bad. But the entire world is aflame right now, right? The entire world is not in on this scheme that they're doing, which is Europe, United States, and some other countries. Canada specifically, of course, comes to my mind immediately. China is in deal with Russia, Iran. They're in the, Saudi Arabia's turn to them. India's turning to them. you got countries in South America right now. Brazil, Venezuela. And Mexico, I heard this week, are possibly all getting in lines with China. Folks, that's half the world. So now we're going to have half the world against half the world. And I'm sorry, Europe is a waste. They got no military. They can do very little. They've been counting on us for years, except for Great Britain. Great Britain usually weighs into everything with us. They've been a partner forever. Can't count them out for anything. They're great. So here's, here's, here's what's happening. I just talked about all those things were happening just this week, right? All these things that they seem to have no worries about that every one of us can see are problems. A new poll, and this is from a trusted Democratic source, finds that just 34% of Americans approve of President Biden's job in office. 34%. Wow. And it's getting lower and lower, right? But everything's great. That's what they keep telling us. As I've told you before, these are just facts, folks. I'm just throwing them out there. I put them out there. You make your own decision on it. But a chaotic world continues for the foreseeable future. And I'm afraid we're talking years to, if not decades, when they think their plan is just going to be six months to a year, two years, three years, and everybody's going to be great and feel good about it. So um, let's look at some of the headlines from the week, too. You know, I, I like to use the Daily Mail. You know, I do that because they have these. Uh, headlines that are like six feet long. You know, it takes forever to read them. They kind of tell you the whole story. And then if you want to dive into it, you kind of dive into it more. I think it's great instead of these little shorter headlines that they try to grab you with with other newspapers. So uh, from the Daily Mail, this is an exclusive, of course. Uh, Hunter Biden did help secure millions in funding for U.S. contractors in Ukraine specializing in deadly pathogen research. Laptop emails reveal. This raised more questions about the disgraced son of the then vice president. Yes, that was the entire headline right there. <laughs> From Hunter Biden all the way to the end of the son of the then vice president. Okay, so you don't think this is a problem? Now, we heard for five years straight that President Trump was the worst president in the world, was tied to Russia, was tied to all these different things. He's been the most looked at president in history. And still, 
Nada. Nada. Yet here we have evidence, actual evidence. And the New York Times is now starting to come out and say the laptop is real and the evidence on it is real. Nothing. Nothing. We got a headline. The Daily Mail is keeping track of it. Fox News is keeping track of it. And how much was it seen on the news last week? Bupkis. I believe one channel ran one minute of headlines on it or an article. The other four ran zero. Didn't run a thing on it. Your president, who seems to be tied into this, and his son were getting money from China, Ukraine, and Russia. You know what that means. That means they're the stooge, right? That's what we kept hearing. That's what we kept Russia, Russia, Russia. Well, we know who Russia is. And I am definitely believing the idea where people say um, that they project what they're doing onto the other person. Isn't that true? Russia, Russia, Russia is what the, was they were doing, but they tried to project onto President Trump. So craziness, craziness going on. Here's another headline. Putin's Navy underwater. Wreckage of Russian warship, the Orsk, is spotted by satellite in port of uh, Berdansk after it was blown up by Ukrainian missile. Again, that was the entire headline. That one was kind of short for the Daily Mail. Uh, but yeah, they took out a ship that was sitting in port there. Uh, great news there. I mean, on that front, I don't like the loss of life again. I don't want any of this to happen. Um, I'm okay if they all just threw up their arms and said, let's go home now and let's get this thing over with. That would be great. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Uh, but, uh, while I'm starting to see signs, this is great news. This changes our percentages and our chances. Uh, looks like things might be getting a little better. I can also see a downside to that, and I'll get to that in a little while, I think. So let's listen to this. Uh, uh, here's what it said about that. Top U.S. Admiral in Indo-Pacific says, Russia's invasion of Ukraine is a warning to the world that a Chinese attack on Taiwan could really happen. That was another Daily Mail headline. But, you know, I've warned you about this for how long, right? Taiwan. All my guys at my work over there uh, at Grissom Air Reserve Base, hey, love you guys out there. Uh, you guys heard me talk about this for a year. April's the best time to come in with the tides. November is another great time. They had to get their Olympics done. Then they had to give people something that was uh, kind of a fog of war, which could be the Russian invasion of Ukraine right now, and Taiwan could get in the mix. Meanwhile, I think they may be waiting for what? The Iran deal. As soon as the Iran deal goes, Boom, there they go. Off they go to the races because everybody and their brother sees this new axis starting to set up and we aren't going to do anything about it because we can't do anything about it. So um, I hate to say this, you know, there's there's a lot of things going on out there and I, I, I don't want to be the, oh, well, I guess I am the town crier, aren't I? Here's where I tell you again about the coming depression, all right? All these different things are going on. All these things could happen could lead to what I believe may be a depression in the country. I'm not a prophet. I'm just looking at the details. I'm telling you what I see, really. I'm not trying to uh, tell you that I'm just this greatest guy that does it. Look for yourself. Look through the news. Try to find the details and figure out what you're going through. Daily Mail is good. Fox News is good. I look at CNN, believe it or not. If I see it on CNN and Fox and Daily, I know it's pretty much uh, for, uh, the, the exact truth, right? If you see it in all three places. Uh, find some that you like. The New York Times actually did some good reporting this week about the Hunter Biden thing. 
but it was buried somewhere in the middle of an article because they don't really want to tell you. So, so make sure you're ready, right, for this potential depression. Don't go crazy on this stuff, but maybe start getting a little extra stuff here and there. Take care of your bills. Make sure they're all taken care of. Um, a little extra food, like I said, a little extra gas. If you happen to live out in the county somewhere and you got a gas tank, maybe a little extra there might be a good deal or a generator if you live out there. Um, I also want you to put you in another mindset on this subject. You need to take care of those around you, of course. Take care of yourself and your family and your friends and then any neighbors and people you don't know, right? All of them. Take care of all of them. And this should be your daily thing. Start now. Start now. Don't be afraid to help that guy down the street that can't help himself. All right? We can do this with everything we do in retrospect now. We can all do with it with everything. Uh, the world will need help from us definitely for sure, it looks like, along this front. Um, these are just some of the things you might do to, just to keep yourself safe, okay? All right, so let's, let's hit some of the headlines. I'm going to go right, right down to the Daily Wire right now, or excuse me, the Daily Mail. Uh, Biden refuses to rule out first strike use of U.S. nuclear weapons under extreme circumstances in dramatic reversal of his campaign vow after Putin's invasion of Ukraine. So now we're talking about us using first strike nukes to do what? Stop Putin? How are we going to do that? Are we going to nuke him the middle of Moscow and just take it out? I'm not sure. This is the first I saw this. Literally just popped up on here within the last, oh, 20 minutes to a half hour. Wow. Wow. Literally just popped up on there. So I have to worry about things like that. We're now talking about us doing a first strike. Are we really doing this or are we rattling swords? If Trump said it, I knew, first off, he'd back it up if he had to, right? But they know that there would be a possibility. They know Biden isn't going to do this. All right, so here's some more headlines. That's a scary one, though. That makes me think. Thousands take to the streets of the capital for London. Uh, stands with Ukraine solidarity march after Russian invasion. So there you go. The Londons, they're out there. They're on the streets. They're standing for Ukraine. We've been doing it here in the States. There's been uh, drives in uh, little uh, areas where they've been uh, marching in the streets of our capital and some of the bigger cities. It's a great thing to show support like that. I absolutely am with it, along with prayers. Uh, along with everything you can for the loved ones that are over there. And believe it or not, you probably know, I guess you you have five friends. One of them is either Russian or Ukrainian in heritage somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, plenty of them around the area. Uh, plenty of those folks that you know probably just in your uh, general every day to day. Um, here's an exclusive. I will kill to protect my city, my family, my country. A young Ukrainian mother tells how they have joined up and taken up arms to defend Odessa from Putin's forces. So there's a nice story about people saying, we're going to defend our country. I believe the United States, most of us would do the same kind of thing here. Um, some of you would hide in your, in your caves and try to stay away from everything, but everybody else would probably be out there. That's why a country with guns, you can't do that kind of thing. You notice they're having to give guns to people. Um, if they all had guns, this may have been something that would, may have never happened in the first place. Um, let's see. Uh, Biden emphasizes sacred bond of NATO from your freedom and ours in meeting with Polish President Duda as Russia says its war in Ukraine is entering a new phase. All right, so here's where I'm going to talk about this new phase part. I've just, just seen this headline. 
Again, that's off the Daily Mail. Uh, they seem to be backing away from Kiev. And uh, the reports and what I saw on the news was, oh, this is great news. They're only focusing on the east. Are they only focusing on the east? Are they backing their troops away from Kiev because they're going to level the place? And they're losing too many people in street-to-street fighting. So if you're losing too many people in street-to-street fighting and you can level city blocks with one bomb, why wouldn't you? And you'd back your troops away from it, right? What if you're going to go nuclear? They're saying they're 40 miles away now instead of 10 and 9 like they were last week. Could be a setup. All I keep seeing is, oh, it's great news. Putin's going to pull out. I I still say take this with a grain of salt and keep an eye on this one, definitely. You pull your troops back, it means you might be getting ready to level the entire city of uh, Kiev. And you've won your war. You've gotten rid of Zelensky, right? And who's going to say anything? Nobody. Nobody's going to do anything. So something to keep in mind there. Uh, what's this one say? You uh, Well, that was the one I really wanted to hit hard was that one there. Pulling the troops back doesn't mean that they're pulling out. It means they may be setting something else up. Now, it could mean they're pulling out too. Don't forget that. It's a possibility, but still I think low on our list of possibilities and percentages. The percentages still say he's going to level the place and take his win from there. Um, Ukraine crisis is worse than the Cold War, says Russia's former president, Dmitry Medvedev, as he adds that it is obvious that the threat of nuclear war exists. All right. So there you go. That's that's a new headline. And that comes from Medvedev, again, Russia's former president. All right. He was in between. It was I think it was Putin, then Medvedev. And then back to Putin, right? Something like that. And then Putin wrote it in that he can't get out of there. Kind of like the Chinese do with their stuff. Um, Let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky, and I've seen Zelensky spelled 16 different ways, who is a former actor himself, in talks to speak at the Oscars this weekend. Really? Is that, that, you know, and then I heard, well, they thought this was a great idea. Yeah, it's a great idea to maybe get people to tune in, not really to do anything else for the Oscars. Uh, That sounds like a scam to me. And why should he waste his time with that personally? So what? He's going to talk to a few people in America. We're already on his side. He doesn't have to worry about that. All right. Just why? Why would you do something like that? Um. Why, why put yourself out there and in his spot every time he gets on the air, he has a chance of them finding out where he is. Exactly. We know he's in town, but where, they don't know. So they're probably going to level that whole place to get him. Chances are good on that anyway. I'm still praying that they're going to pull out here and just take maybe the East or even get out of there. Not a great chance, but let's, let's hope for it. Uh, here you go. Revealed. Putin sent several submarines, each capable of carrying 16 ballistic missiles, into the North Atlantic hours after putting his nuclear forces on special alert over Ukraine invasion. Well, I know it says revealed, but why would you not do that? Uh, These are just obvious things that would happen during war times that we like to get these big stories over. or Somebody thinks who doesn't know anything about war thinks that. Let's see, Boris, Boris, that'd be Boris Johnson, uh, the uh, PM for, uh, what, we're talking Great Britain, urges China to cut Russia loose over Ukraine invasion. PM tells Xi Jinping the world needs to put pressure on Putin in 50-minute call. Okay, so here we go. 
Last week, our president called Xi Jinping, the president of China, and talked for two hours, and we didn't get to hear a word about it because they won't release anything. Yet China's saying, yeah, no big deal for us, right? Of course it's no big deal. And there's a reason why we won't release it, because Biden didn't get anything out of it. Doesn't sound forceful enough to scare anybody. So Xi Jinping is just probably chuckling on half the video, I'm sure. Um, so now Boris Johnson's trying to urge China to cut Russia loose. No need to cut Russia loose. They're fine. Russia's fine. Russia's going to do everything for China that China needs. All right. So China's the big dog on the park. Russia's going to be the small dog, or at least they think they're going to be. And they're both going to work together to get everything that they want. Um, it doesn't matter about this war. This war could easily be a fake so they can go into Taiwan easily or do other things um, just to see how we react. And you can see that. So uh, if it's not right away this April in this next few weeks or November, it's going to be before. Biden loses his administration in 2024, all right, that they're going to do this because they're not going to do it under a Republican. Republicans strike back. They do things, all right? But here's the thing. Even a Republican's going to have their hands tied, right? How are we going to do anything to China's sanctions that are meaningful, right? They'll all be meaningless because we can't do that because of the things that China gives for us. Uh, they do all of our medicine. I've said that hundreds and hundreds of times. Literally all of our medicine is made over there. Well, that, isn't that a smart thing to do? Okay. How about chips? Almost all of our chips for our cars, our trucks, all those different things are made from over there. All right. Um, or Taiwan does some of the big ones. Uh, that's exciting stuff uh, for Taiwan, but not for the rest of us. All right. Here's one of the other things I like about the Daily Mail. Um, there's a home on the UK side, but then they also got some of the headlines that you can go into. So like if you want the Russia-Ukraine war, you click on it, and you get everything. Here I'm going to click in the Joe Biden area. Uh, Biden bizarrely compares Poland taking in 2 million Ukrainian refugees fleeing the Russian invasion to the crisis at American southern border during meeting with Polish president. Yes, all those people at the southern border are, border are fleeing a nu possible nuclear war, right? Now, look at we taking people. I'm okay for taking in people. Come in properly. Properly. Come in, knock on the door, come in. Give you a visa, let you work, no big problem. Find out who you are, make sure you're not somebody bad. All for it. Don't come and break in my window and come in. All right? It, that's a simple analogy. It's not too hard. Love those people. Vast, vast, vast majority of them are great people just wanting jobs. Come and knock. That goes for our government making it easier for them to knock, right? So there's two aspects to that. The folks don't have much of a choice because we haven't made it easier for them to knock on the door and come through. So I can see both sides of that very easily. All right. Not helping our country, though. It is not allowing them just to bust through and come through. All right. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Biden refuses to rule out first strike. We already talked about that one. Biden meets with Ukraine's defense and foreign ministers after Zelensky's top aide demands more bravery from NATO allies. <laughs> they can say that. They're the ones standing there still fighting. We're the ones doing a lot of talking more than anything else. Um, we talked about the correction that Biden had to make. So this was just a click on to Biden and talking about him. Um, 
Biden's National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan warns North Korea has more in store after launching a new intercontinental ballistic missile. And the U.S. is still closely watching if China will help Putin. Well, of course, that's, that's the headline. Of course, they're still doing all those things. Then you can kind of dive into those stories if you really like those. Um, here's one. Let's click on Kamala. They even got a section for Kamala Harris. Isn't that great? And it says here, will growing rift between Joe Biden and Kamala Harris help usher Donald Trump back into the White House? Well, <laughs> I don't even think that has anything to do with it right now. Uh, Biden's doing a bad enough job that he's ushering Donald Trump back into the White House easily. Many fear cooling relations between U.S. President and his VP could doom Democratic hopes for the next election, writes Tom Leonard. And that's the entire headline. Look, if they were doing enough before this rift <laughs> that they, they don't have to worry too much about it. When everything you do goes bad and the world sees it, your uh, favorability is at 34%. And then I'd like to say, and you probably are thinking the same thing, what 34% of us think things are going good right now? Uh, I don't know. Unless you're rich, you got plenty of money, you're still fine. The rest of us, you know. We're out there and our groceries were 60 bucks and now they're 120. That's not good. A gas tank was $60 and now it's 100. To fill up a gas tank for some people. I got little cars. Uh, you know, I, I got a motorcycle. It's no big deal. I'll get great gas mileage, close to 50 miles at a gallon in the car and the motorcycle. Uh, it, yes, still costs four bucks and 450 a gallon. That's crazy. When it was costing me two, 218. So I was driving 112 miles round trip for a long time here over the last few years. And when it was $1.86 during Trump's administration, that was great. At 45 miles to the gallon, I wasn't having any problems. But towards the end, when I finally quit a few months ago uh, because of my disability, uh, gas was starting to creep up then. So, man, I can't imagine it now. Even with a 45 mile uh, to the gallon car. Uh, so Kamala Harris loses her ninth staffer since June. So she's losing staff people. I didn't read the entire one there, but you can see that Kamala Harris talks about the significance of the passage of time. <laughs> You've probably seen the video on this, the passage of time. Now we're talking about the passage of time. And then she says, now the significance of the passage of time. And then she said the passage of time one more time after that. This is craziness. Speak, speak, read your notes, get out there. I'm okay with you being kind of, like I said, like uh, uh, Biden's little misstep with uh, while he was just talking and kind of free for all in it with the troops. No problem with that. That was a mistake. That kind of stuff that she's doing there, that's like a school teacher trying to get her, get uh, the students to answer and she keeps repeating things. Or the student themselves keeps repeating the question to try to figure out what the answer is. I, you know, so... <laughs> she got back at them. So that, that was Kamala there. So let's see what else we got in. They, got, they even got a Donald Trump section still, even though he's not really that much in the news. Uh, let's see. There's stuff about uh, Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany compares uh, successor Jen Psaki to Saturday Night Live's Debbie Downer. I got to admit that. Nothing but bad news, right? Press briefings about Putin's invasion, gas prices, inflation. That's what her press briefings are. Hey, Jen Psaki, though, did have COVID this last week, so... Uh, it looks like she's over that. She's younger, so she she did okay. So that's old fat people that got to really worry about it, all right? <laughs> uh, Trump's granddaughter, somehow that made the news that she won the, the uh, championship. She's 14 years old, 
And I saw the golf swing. looks pretty darn good. She may be a pro someday. I'm guessing she is going to be a pro someday. Um, Clarence Thomas was in the hospital this week, but he's out now. Some kind of infection. Um, puts a stare into people. Hey, if things happen, things happen, folks. You can't do much about that. He's back out. He's a strong guy. He'll probably be fine. There's an area here for Prince Harry and one for Meghan Markle. They each have their own. Really? What what does that do us? I Okay, if you're in the UK, I can understand that. For those of us in the United States, what are you worried about? All right? They went on some tour to try to make themselves look good in the Caribbean through Belize and Jamaica and stuff, and people complained about it more than they did anything else. All right, so those are your headlines. We talked about a crazy week. I kind of had a free-for-all today, and I may do this more often. I feel more comfortable just talking this way and hitting some headlines of things I want to. Plus, I want to talk to some of you eventually um, down the road. I don't know how long it's going to take. Maybe I'll be able to get some one-on-ones with people, maybe videos in their place uh, with me and talking at the same time. I'll have to talk with a couple of people I know about that. And eventually, I'd love to have like call-ins, people calling in and us talking if that's what it is and doing maybe a live show three days a week or five days a week. And that would be great too. And maybe we pump it up to three hours and then you all could call in for that kind of thing. So we're going to build on this and keep going on it. So let's end the show with this. And I like to do this. Uh, you guys know I'm a pastor, but I just want you to know most of all in your life, find Jesus. All right. If you have not yet, now's going to be the time to turn towards Jesus. Now with depression coming, problems coming, Anytime, if you are fighting addiction, depression, any of those things, Jesus can help you get through this. He'll give you a sense of solace in knowing that you are loved and cared for. He'll forgive you for the sins that you keep downing yourself with, you keep pulling yourself down with. I pray every day that none of these things happen, that, that you don't struggle through these things. I pray every day that none of these things happen that are happening around the world but we do have to get through that. If you're burdened by these things also, trust Jesus, the only truth, the only truth that can carry you through the troubles we endure. See you next time.